Ahead on today's show, our report cards through VGK's first 30 games of the season. We will go through each position. We will also grade Bruce Cassidy and the front office. It's all coming up ahead right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hi again, everyone. Barry White and Chris Golick here reporting from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Find us wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. That is Locked On Golden Knights. We are brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown and kick off this NFL season. Chris, um, okay, so I left town, right? I go to Atlanta and the home of the ECHL Atlanta Gladiators. I didn't know I was going to be standing on the ice for eight hours and the air conditioning was on. So got a little sick there. And then I've been at the Dollar Loan Center this past weekend. And guess what? AC on and all that. You told me I should wear two pairs of socks. And I do that when I broadcast games because I'm sitting right there on the ice, basically. But. I did, this was not I did not know that I was going to be going to the ice. I thought I was getting away from hockey. What's going on here? Good job, bro. Okay. So we have our preview after every 10 games of the season and uh, we give the position groups and some player grades. So let's start with uh, first of all, we'll start with Cassidy. Uh we'll and the front office uh, front office, George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon. Um, again, was this in the last 10 games where I didn't like the fact that uh, McPhee stood in front of everyone at the White House, or was that the previous 10? I don't know. I okay. Don't know. Uh, Cassidy, I'm going to give him an A-plus because I feel as though he makes the best adjustments in the game. We've watched him now the better part of a season plus, and I just think he does a terrific job. And if VGK wins again, if they take home the cup again, I think it will be because of Cassidy and the way that he coaches this team. He coaches them very hard. He does and expects a lot out of them. I mean, I'll open up Cassidy to, I think, the coaching staff as a whole. Uh, A couple key metrics right now. Penalty kill last season, 19th. Penalty kill this season, third overall. Power play last season, 18th currently this season 12th overall so it's not just Cassidy but John Stevens Descharm and uh, Joel Ward also right now Joel Ward the the move to bring him on the bench and the team is scoring goals I mean is there a coincidence a little bit is Joel Ward doing something behind the bench that he's seeing and helping the forward units out with absolutely so yeah I mean a plus across the board the team is leading the NHL by, I think, four or six points right now. I know points percentage is a little bit different, but point being is the Golden Knights did bank enough points to have a four or six point lead on December 14th, the year after they're supposed to be uh, still in a Stanley Cup hangover Vegas flu type of thing. Yeah, and that is the point that we have to make here on this show because with the VGK, they somehow find a way 
even if they don't get a two-point night, they're still going to get a point. They're going to force the game into OT. They might lose in a shootout. Um, 11 overtime games this season. That's more than last year. That has to be. I don't think they played that many all of last season, personally. They'll definitely beat last season if they haven't already. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but, I mean, if there's – it's not just about the fact that they're getting these points right now, but it's about the way the team is post-game. You go back to about a month ago before they had the the snake-bitten scoring drought in Philly and Pittsburgh and all that weirdness, the Capitals, that whole little weird road trip right there. Um, when they were winning games and kind of winning ugly, the team was down on themselves. I talked about this on the pod. I wrote about this on Vegas Hockey Now. You cannot tell sometimes a winning and losing postgame presser simply by the mannerism and the attitude, for lack of a better term. I don't mean that in a bad way, just in the way people are carrying themselves after some of these games. So there's a very high standard in that locker room, and it's a it's driven by the process, not by the results. Not by the and process. Not by the process, yeah. And that's important right now because, yeah, the results are fun, whatever, but the process matters a heck of a lot more once you get into a seven-game playoff series. Yeah, and then uh, what are your thoughts on McPhee and especially McCrimmon? I know you're a big McCrimmon fan. I'm a big McCrimmon fan, and um, maybe I'm jumping the gun here a little bit. but You always do. It's okay. it, it, But it makes sense in this case. So the Golden okay. Knights defensemen have missed – this is the top six, so – so Theodore White, Cloud McNabb, Petrangelo, Haig, and Martinez have missed 53 games. That's basically uh, 30% of the 180 they could have totally played. So there's a concern about the age and how the defensemen are wearing down. But now all of a sudden inserts Ben Hutton, Caden Korzak, who's injured also, who's going to be adding some, some injury games to that list, and Braden Pahal. So you have three very good, even four, if Daniil Miramanov can can get back into the fold at some point. But you have three really good defensive reinforcements. So if there's a concern about the the, the roster that, and we can call, we can say McCrimmon and McPhee built together, it's on the defenseman because the Golden Knights can win with the reinforcements now. But you know Edmonton's going to be there in the end. Edmonton will probably be in the playoffs. Maybe Edmonton and Vegas are going to clash at some point. You better have all those defensemen ready to go. So if I'm going to grade McPhee and McCrimmon, I'm not going to give an A-plus just based on the wearing down, so to speak. I mean, Alec Martinez has played – or, sorry, White Cloud has missed 14. Martinez has missed 16 games. So there's some wear down happening there. So, I mean, I'll give them probably about a B-plus, honestly, which is probably lower than anyone in the universe thought I would say. So are you doing the combo, like the entry there in the seventh? McPhee, uh, McPhee and McCrimmon for today's the exercise are one. They're one for today's exercise. It's the made the made men. And then what was your grade for uh, for Cassidy? The front office is an A plus 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 plus. Or the the coaching staff is an A plus 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 plus. That's no way around that. Quick conversation. Coming up next, we'll take a look at the forward grave uh, grades. I said graves. Uh, the forward grades. Please stay with us. In this town. Right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Score right away and during the NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet. 
That's 150 bucks if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to do it than now. We've got point spreads and player props. Uh, we've got over-unders and more. And the folks last night from Creighton University, which lost to UNLV at the Dollar Loan Center, big upset, running Rebels by 15, they all had the amount of points scored for each team, and they took it over. It was like 82 to 68, I think, something like that for Creighton. So you could do that on FanDuel. I was just chit-chatting with those folks from Omaha. Uh, they bet crazy. Uh, so visit <laughs> FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the National Football League. Welcome back. Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks so much for making us your first listen each and every day. Find us wherever you get your podcast. And please make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Lockdown Golden Knights. Tomorrow's WTF with the Friday. And on Saturdays, we've got Chris X Chris. And that's the YouTube exclusive. How's the show going? Good? It's going good. We're having a lot of fun. Uh Chris is kind of finding his groove. He gets a little too comfortable at times. We got to slow him down a little bit, but uh, he does, does a good he, job. Is he like me? Fun. Does he swear? Does he start ripping people? What does he do? He doesn't rip people. He he rips me every now and then. That's about it. Let's uh, talk about the forward group for the VGK. So they have really come together again for a second season. And you go up and down this lineup, Chris, and the roster. And you've got Eichel and Stone and Carlson and Marcheseau and Stevenson, and Barbashev, and they're just producing points right now. It's really interesting how on each night, it's not the same player that has had to step up. So Eichel doesn't have to shoulder the burden. Uh, okay, 28 points for Carlson. Is he one of the fastest skaters on the team? Did you hear Cassidy said he's one of the fast? I don't believe that. I'm sorry. Is he? I'm trying to think. Um, Cassidy said he's one of the fastest skaters. I, mean, I don't think I so. Think Number one is, is best pound for pound skater, and then Stevenson, okay. or maybe the other way around. And what about Eichel? He just glides, and he's like, oh, he's like ridiculous. He yeah, but I don't know if like Eichel will beat Carlson if they were to do a sprint. I honestly don't know the answer to that. I mean, is Carlson's probably in the top five? I would say is he the fastest? Mm, I think I think Stevenson is the fastest skater on the team. A healthy Theodore is probably very close to that. And then you probably have a blend of Eichel and Carlson and Eichel and Carlson. I never I think of him as lineup. I think of, of Stone as speedy before I think of Carlson as fast. So are you ripping Stone or Carlson? I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not ripping either. Uh, and for Stone, you know, a player that doesn't work out, he's holding up pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this has to be a 100-point campaign, right, for Eichel this year. Uh, 33 points, 29 for Stone, uh, with no physical back issues, all kidding aside. 28 for Carlson. And then you've got Cassidy uh, believing in Marcheseau again with 23 points. Stevenson coming on with 17 contract years for Marcheseau and Stevenson. So we'll keep our eyes on that. And uh, for Stevenson, points in what three or four straight games? Uh, your thoughts? That, on goals goals in three straight, definitely. The goals, goals in three, three straight. straight. Yeah, your your goals, uh, your thoughts, I should say, on the marquee players. Um, I mean, before that, I think if we're looking at the four unit as a whole, I think what's important to look at are the goals scored 
in the NHL and where the Golden Knights rank, and obviously the forwards get most of the scoring. Golden Knights have scored 105 goals. Now, they've played a few more games than some of these teams, only a couple, but point being is the Golden Knights have 105 goals. The Canucks lead the league with 111. Detroit has 106. Vegas and Colorado are tied with 105. So starting just right there, that definitely gives high marks for the works for the work that the forwards are doing. And I mean, obviously the marquee players, that's an easy conversation, right? There's not going to be, I mean, obviously Eichel's having a phenomenal season. Um, I got my stats right here. There we go. Eichel's having a phenomenal year. Stone point per game pace is very, I mean, he was a little south. It's funny. I mentioned on the solo podcast on Tuesday morning that Mark Stone was having the quietest 25 point campaign through 29 games I've ever seen in my life. Dude must have heard me and put up a four spot against uh, wow. against the Flames on Tuesday. So there you go. He was watching the show. Uh, they um, always do. They always do, bro. March is so is really kind of finding his groove right now. He mentioned in his post game uh, when I asked him about adjusting on the new line, he feels like he's finding his groove with Stevenson, and you're seeing kind of this new little type of um, not little. Other actually, they're both pretty little, so we can say that. You're seeing this new synergy created between two very dynamic players. Kind of concerned about the left wing there. We'll see if Howden's going to be the man for the whole year, but that's another show topic. Well, he's got his own line. He's got his own line. The Brett Howden line. I mean, yeah, Brett Howden has seven points on the Brett Howden line, so there you go. So, Um, the forwards, I would would give the overall forward group a B-plus. And you asked me last night to name – sorry for cutting you off there. No, you're good. You're uh, good. You're good. The three stars. I would go Eichel, Stone, and probably Vegas Bjorn. Those would be my three stars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, group. what would you think? Yeah, no. I mean, I can't. I can't find a reason to bring anyone else in there. I mean, Amadio gets an honorable mention because he's been moved around the lineup and just done very well and stuff like that. And I mean. Yeah, I'm with you on those three for the three stars of the forwards. And from a totality perspective, I'm going to grade the forward group. I'm going to go A minus just because it's hard for me not to give an A when their team is third or fourth overall in scoring and where they rank and everything. So things going very well for the forward unit. And I'm with you on the three stars for the forwards. And then uh, you've got uh, the complementary players right now, the role players, if you will, with Cotter with 10 points. He went through this scoreless streak for a while. Uh, do you feel that he'll break out in the, uh, the next 10 games? And then Howden of the Howden line, you talked about him. Uh, he's played in 28 of 30 games in Amadio. Um, I think he's done an exceptional job this season. Yeah, Amadio is the unsung hero through the first 30 games because he can play center, he can play wing, he can play on any of the four lines and adjust his game accordingly. Howden plays a heavy game, but he's finding himself in the box a little bit. I don't know what his year-over-year stats are, but just from the eye test, he's going to the box a lot. He had another <laughs> borderline... Was it Howden? It was a Cotter. No, Cotter, I'm sorry. Um, Cotter had a relatively borderline hit where he thought he was going to the box. It's actually started a little skirmish in the the Flames game where it looked like it was kind of head contact, but he got the shoulder first and it was a perfectly legal hit. So Cotter, he's not doing it with the points, but Cotter is doing all the things that keep you in the line, in the lineup of a Cassidy coach team. Win your board battles, work hard, finish your checks. It's not that hard, and Cotter has certainly cracked that code, at least for now, 
in a playoff series, that's important. But if the team were to go through some type of scoring drought, Cotter's one of, one of Cotter and possibly even Howden are one of, are the first two players that get looked at, you know, and complimentary players. You still got Pavel Dorofiev who can't find a way to get into this lineup right now. He's uh he's number 19, so to speak. If one of the wingers go now, not going to come in if it's a center for center situation, but then Howden can go in the middle and stuff like that, depending on how it all shakes out. But I mean, Dorofiev in just 13 games, he's got six points. He's basically a 40 point player right now. If he was, you know, adjusted for playing the entire season. So if the team ever does need scoring, Cotter has has Dorofia breathing down his neck right now. Coming up next, we've got defensive grades, and we'll also talk about goaltending uh, goal with the VGK through the first 30 games of the season. We'll get to all that when we return right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drank it literally every day. I gave AG1 a try way back in the day. That's like over the summer. And it provides a boost in energy. And it also helps you to land immune system support. And I drink it because it gives my body the nutrition that it craves. And Chris drinks it as well. And since we've been drinking AG1, we have noticed an overall healthy feeling. And it really helps us to sleep better. It's a science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food sourced nutrients. It's a micro habit that delivers macro benefits and it helps just about everybody take great care of their health every day. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then you need to try AG1 and get your free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. That's drinkag one dot com slash nhl network check it out we are back on this edition of lockdown golden knights tony cardasco chris Golick from las vegas thanks for making us your first listen each and every day we appreciate you doing so wtf what the friday that's tomorrow and uh should be a lot of fun and then saturday chris and chris show the YouTube exclusive. Make sure that you subscribe on the YouTube channel. I'm going to sit through that miserable Raiders Chargers game tonight. I'm thinking about going tonight, Tony. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it actually. Bargain so basement I, prices. I posted. <laughs> Your Christmas lights are not on, dude. Your Christmas lights are not on. What's going oh, on? Oh, they're not on. That's okay. So, so That's Easton okay. Stick is the starting quarterback for the Chargers tonight, right? Right. I bought all these Easton Stick cards back in 2019 just because <laughs> his he has a hockey name. Easton is a former hockey brand. So I have yeah. all these Easton Stick sticks. autographs and, and stuff. Yeah. And he's starting the game. So yeah, I'm uh we need Easton Stick to, to I they're already they're already all sent. They already got all right. Oh cool. Okay. There's an autograph. Oh, these are all RPAs cool. and stuff like Does that. Does he have so. a hockey football card? Like where he he's holding the Easton stick. I saw nice some one. photos of him on social media yesterday with a hockey with an Easton hockey stick. I don't know, but I need I need a good game from Easton Stick tonight. I, if if he because I, I got I got all these up on my eBay store right now. If this all guy right. slays it like your shirt does, we're making some yeah. money. But I might go tonight. I'm 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 keeping an eye on tickets. It'd probably be a solo run if I did it, but uh, I'm thinking about it. If anyone, if anyone wants pl- wants a plus one tonight, let me know. Awesome. Uh VGK defensive grades. Toughest break of the season for the Blue Liners, the loss of Shea Theodore. 18 points, 
Yeah. Um, two points per game, just about in 20 games. Uh, that's been the biggest loss for this team defensively. You talked about missing 53 games for the top six. And Alex Petrangelo, one goal, 13 assists. He's still playing too many minutes, in my estimation, at 24 minutes and 10 seconds. I think so. And Braden McNabb's got a couple of goals. He's doubled his output from the last 10 years. And Alec Martinez, uh, 14 games. Yeah, I think he's just breaking down, to be honest with you. You can't block he's, that many he's shots. He's 36. He's 36. He's supposed yeah. to. Let's be yeah. clear about this. They'll put him on LTIR. They'll play some shenanigans. He'll be back. And then Nick Haig, Zach Whiteclad playing well of late, and Braden Pahal um, amongst the defensemen. And overall, I'm going to give them a B- minus because of the injuries. And I just don't – I'm not feeling great about them. Um, even when they're plugging in players, I think it's gotten a little loose at times in front of the goaltenders. And what are your thoughts, Chris? I mean, so starting the way I started with the forwards, let's look at total goals given up right now. And this is interesting because the Gold Knights have played three and four and five games greater than the teams that are ranked higher than them. So the Golden Knights have played 30 games, given up 73 goals, which at the moment is tied for fourth. The Kings at four less four less games played, 65. Bruins, three games less, 67. Caps, five games less, 72. So that's an important stat right there for me, just to simply see how they have done overall. Uh, the penalty kill, substantial improvements. That said, you know, you got to you gotta show up to work to get, you know, I've had employees when I was in the, the poker world, right? You know, they're stellar employees, but out of 12 points, they always have their points between eight and nine. So as a result, they can never get that, that role model status and that large, yeah, we're not going to talk about that, not get that big, big bonus that was barely better than the Jelly of the Month Club. So, you know, I'm with you. I'll go probably a solid B, I think, just because of, the stats just because of the penalty kill, uh, just because of the goals against, but I'm not going any higher because the top six defensemen have missed approximately one third of the games of the season so far. And is that their fault necessarily? I don't know about that. That's more probably on McPhee and McCrimmon, as we talked about in the first segment. But yeah, you got to show up to work to get that role model status. So, you know, they're, they're strong performers with a B. We talked yesterday about VGK between the pipes, and I'm still concerned about Logan Thompson um, and his workload and all of that. Um, he has played five of the six games since Aiden Hill went down in Vancouver. And Hill, as we said yesterday, absolutely superb. Um, and I said that Hill would be the number one goaltender, am I right? I said, oh, I said we're going to have more starts. Am I right? <laughs> we're, we, we, we're, we're both we're, we're both going to be right. I think in this somehow. Okay, put your Christmas lights on, bro. You just I got to get up and take the take my wired earbud out, and that's just a lot of work. Okay, so this is sort of right. I was thinking about this yesterday. Oh boy, it's a reversal of sorts because Cassidy got on LT recently, right? And last year he officially put Hill. In the doghouse, he did. And now Hill, 10-2-2. Two two. The other guy, Patera, um, I missed him on Sunday. How did he play? Oh, Patera was okay. And I'm trying to think back. I mean, the first goal of the game, 
Patera didn't really fight through the screen, unfortunately. That happens, but he improved. He really did a good job fighting through screens and making a lot of very good saves through traffic. Um, serviceable is the answer, which is what he was last year. So Patera's game is expanding. There's a spot on the cup, yeah. Okay. You know, a spot on the cup, there you go. So Patera's going to be okay. Um, if he needs to be relied on for a long period of time, I don't know, but it seems like Aiden Hill is probably plus or minus seven days of getting back. Team has a practice today. Uh, so if he gets back, I mean, if he's back, back practicing with the team today, you could see him as early as Sunday in all likelihood. Uh, he'll be uh, doing the Florida trip. Uh, so Aiden is 16 games played, LT 14. It didn't. It wasn't intended to shake out that way, but it's just no. the way that sixty forty was the split, one hundred percent. Sixty forty Aiden, yeah, was how this, yeah, but he's perfect he's scenario injured. how it was going to go. He he'd be about seventy plus, you know, before the last five games, it would be like sixteen to nine. You know, it's almost twice as many. Okay, well, but so, well, Thompson would have had two starts in that mix, so keep in mind right the way it's been okay. going. So uh, goalies, goalies. The grade that I'm going to give the goalies, um, A minus. I've always been concerned about them. I don't know why. Um, again, I said last year they don't have experience. Well, they've more than proven me wrong in that regard. Uh, and they're only as good the VGK netminders as the defense. And if that defense breaks down, they're going to be in trouble. I think at some point. I'm not going off ifs right now. I mean, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we need to. Um, but as far as, I mean, listen, combined, including Yuri Patera's start, a combined save percentage of 924. Mm-hmm. Two four two four oh goals against fourth overall, which adjusts to you know, second overall with the games played in goals given up. That that for, for the first 30 games, that's an A plus. Now, the trend, yes, we talked a little about Logan and his workload and are we concerned? Possibly a little bit. It's fair. Um, Logan, I think, was above a 9-2 save percentage. He's dipped at 9-1-5 right now, which actually matches last year's save percentage over 31 starts. He was also a 9-1-5. Goals against a 2-6-5, whereas it's a 2-4-0 this year. Um, 2-3-9 this year. Sorry, I was off by a hundredth of a point right there. Um, those numbers will probably go down a little bit. That's just kind of how the trends go throughout the season. But at the moment, it's an A+, but I don't think the next 10, game, 10 games might have the same grade. So yesterday, team off, uh, they went out and did some charitable things in the community, which is awesome. And then today, Thursday, VGK back on the ice. They'll be practicing this morning. Yeah, and then the Golden's also had the season ticket member event last night at the, at the ballpark. Were you there? Were you there? Okay, what was that like, bro? Come on, bad man. ice. There's bad ice. There, there's heavy ice. There was heavy ice. There's heavy ice. No, so they had um the 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 team uh bought out Enchant over at the Aviators uh, ballpark, which was pretty cool. Um, it's expensive if you were to pay, actually pay for it, but right, the whole um, fam went. The whole family. yeah, all four of us went there, and, okay. and honestly, nice. the, the family enjoyed Enchant, and the fact that there was hockey people there was cool, but. Uh, we spent probably a half hour skating on this like little path that they have there, and it was cool. Like I, we all we all rented skates. I was on a different pair of skates, which was very odd. Is it actual were... ice or? Oh, is yeah, it's, it... ice. it's ice. Yeah, hundred okay. percent. Yeah, it's yeah. like a little path and it, like a straightaway. It's a little F one track. Okay, right. You had oh. the strip, right? Oh. 
And then it curved. It got a little narrow behind Colville and did a little wind and stuff. And you even had some of the potholes and did stuff. They put a sphere up there. There wasn't a sphere there. there, but there was some pretty cool stuff. But it was a nice time. It, it was good. Um, players were spread out throughout the park. Uh, pictures only, unless you, I guess, paid for an elevated package. Um, yeah. Oh my so goodness. it was. It was. A, it was a good time. It was nice. And like I said, it, it checked two boxes for for my family because I'm. I'm, I'll say it. I'm not. I looked at the prices to go go to Enchant, and that's not yeah. my cup of tea. But in the kids a enjoyed it. the wife it, enjoyed it exactly. In this situation, it was nice and it was cool. But the ice yeah. was a little heavy on that path. There was some there's some heavy ice on there. They they need to get out and zan, zan that thing a little bit more. But otherwise, okay. it was great. I'm sure they had the Christmas lights on, unlike you in your house. I'm guilty. sure the Christmas very lights. very guilty. 100%. Okay, real quick before we duck out of here. Uh, Buffalo comes into town tomorrow, the Sabres, and Jack Eichel, total points in this game. Over, under, two and a half, three and a half. 14, 15. What do you think? Is there still a lot of bitterness, or has that sort of subsided? I don't think Eichel has any bitterness towards anyone that wears a jersey for that organization. I don't think he has any issues with current coaches. I think Eichel's issues stem outside of the ice. So teams always want to stick it to their former team, just like Tuck is going to want to stick it to the Golden Knights in a fun, I told just you so baby, right? type of manner. Didn't he have a baby? Yeah, I Tuck last week. I, I think the same day Amadio did, or plus or minus today. But yeah, I'll put yeah. Michael at two and a half points tomorrow night. That's a good over-under. Maybe a little, maybe juice the under a little bit because one one or two is probably a little more likely. But two and a half points is a good over under. I think he'll be he'll be all right. Now, if this game was in Buffalo, I put him at about six and a half points. <laughs> Coming up tomorrow, of course, the preview of that game between VGK and Buffalo. And thanks for making us your first listen each and every day, especially our everydayers. Don't forget tomorrow's WTF. What the Friday? Nothing hurts here, Chris. I just have like a tickle in my throat. Go There's Easton no Stick. Pain. Come on, Easton Stick. Let's go. Go Easton Stick. I love that. You need the hockey football card, though. There's got to be a hockey football card. I saw it. I it saw would be unlicensed. It would be unlicensed. So? Come on, Easton Stick. Okay. In any Come event. Come on, Easton Stick. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, we'll see you tomorrow. For my man, Chris Golick. I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. And we'll be back again tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Take care. You like that ending, huh? That was pretty good.